0: Welcome back, everyone, to the BZ Powercast. I'm your host, Black6, and this is our 30th episode. This month, we start by interviewing Windrider, one of our recent staff promotions. Then, Takuma Nuva, Nuju Metro, and I take a look back at 2011 and all of the LEGO and BZ Power happenings from the past year. After that, I talk again with Nuju Metru about the recently announced Tolkien license that Lego has acquired for the upcoming Hobbit movie, as well as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And finally, we wrap things up with another music time with Smeek. There's a lot to get through, so let's get to it. Okay, so joining me now is Windrider, one of our recently promoted forum leaders. How's it going?
1: pretty good mr. six boss how are
0: you <laughs> I'm not too bad uh, I get to spend some time talking to one of our our new forum leaders so to give some members a little background about yourself um, how and when I guess when did you find busy power and and how did you find it well
1: let's see I think there was a two-year delay between my taking in interest in Bionicle And my finding BZ Power. I picked up my first Bionicle set in 2001 when the line started. Um, Two years later, I'm not quite sure how I found BZ Power. I think it was probably through the official Lego boards. There were a lot of people mentioning it, you know, as this crazy cool up and coming Bionicle fan site. So I checked it out in. February of 2003 and it I joined pretty quickly I think that day even
0: okay so you weren't uh, one of those people who kind of lurked around in the shadows for a while just reading stuff before you finally joined
1: no I joined right away I was a bit nervous about it because bz power was my first message board
0: okay and uh um when were you first promoted to staff? do you remember that? Oh, man <laughs> let's see. i had I
1: was promoted to the support team. I think in two thousand five, I'm going to pull up the staff history topic because my memory <laughs> is failing me.
0: yeah, I, I feel the same way. I can never remember uh, any of those those dates or anything. Right,
1: okay. Here we have June of 2005 was my first uh, venture into the dark realm of the staff.
0: And that was back when, as you said, it was the support team uh, rather than the forum assistant. So that just shows you how long you've been around.
1: Right. I think I retired for a bit after that. I had some real life stuff going on in uh November of 2005. So my my time as a support team member was kind of short lived that first time around.
0: Okay. But uh you're still still around and uh, helping out. Um yeah. what was kind of the uh the difference when you became a first became a support team member from becoming a normal member?
1: Well, back then uh there wasn't too much of a difference between say uh an OBZPC and a support team member in terms of powers you had really um sure you were staff you had more authority but back then the support team was i guess a support team you couldn't you didn't have the power to close topics in your forums or things like that you were expected to have knowledge of all the forums, really. You weren't assigned to any. And you were expected, as such, to help out in all the forums and, of course, to answer questions in the Q&A forum.
0: Right. That was kind of one of the the big uh, pushes from when we first started that program. But things evolved, and uh, eventually you, you... Did gain uh, some powers and we started assigning uh, assistance to, to given forums to kind of uh, work with the forum leaders in there. So what have been some of the forums that you've uh, worked in over the years and what have been some of your favorite ones overall on the site?
1: Okay. Here again, my memory is going to fail me, <laughs> but that's okay. I'll do my best. Um, Q&A. I think Q&A has been a constant forum of mine over the years. It's pretty much my home, and I've also been in games and trivia, I remember. I think I had a short stint in Marketplace Banter. I was in Caught for a time, and comedies as well. And then recently, when the forums came back, I was assigned to Bionicle-based Creations, which surprised me. I don't know what you were thinking. (laughs) No, but it's been fun in there. And the comics forum, which was also completely new territory for me.
0: Right. Well, BBC and and comics are definitely two of our most active forums. So I'm pretty sure you just said something like, oh, yeah, you can put me anywhere. So I'm like, all right, well, here's where we're definitely going to need some people.
1: Right. And I think I also told you that I'm a quick learner and... So, you know, even though they were new forums, it wasn't too daunting of an assignment.
0: Right. And you definitely pick things up in uh, the comics forum pretty quickly.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I've, you know, I started seeing you um, just submitting tons and tons of of reports in there. Um, And it's definitely been one of the more... Active forums uh, since the sites come back, and I'm sure it was beforehand too. Uh, I haven't, I don't have those stats handy though, but I know it's, I think uh, one of the top three forums as far as uh, views right now. So it's definitely a good one to have some active staff members like yourself on. And seeing, uh, you know, a lot of the reports and a lot of the help you were doing there was probably one of the big reasons that uh, when it came time to do some promotions, that you were chosen to be uh, a forum leader. So how, what was, uh, what was it like when, uh, you got, you got the PM from me or the IM asking about that?
1: Well, yeah, I got an IM from you and I don't know, I was kind of hoping to get a PM cause you know, I wanted to see how you would try to scare me with the, <laughs> with the title of it. Um, I, I think I, said oh man maybe 10 times or so to you I was, I didn't know what to say it was it was crazy <laughs> to be chosen because um, really it had been a, 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 almost a dream of mine on BC Power to become a moderator or forum leader as they are now and I've been I've been wanting to get promoted to that level for maybe 6 years or so so it was, it felt really good.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, I, I generally try to, uh, to scare the, the complete newbies once you're on the staff, you know, it's uh, not as easy to, to get the drop on you. Oh man. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if I ever decide to make you a global, I'll do my best to, to scare you. Okay. All right. So, uh, how have things been now that you're, you're a forum leader, um, I think uh, you're mostly active in Q and A uh, and comics, but where else are, are you assigned? And how has that uh, transition been?
1: All right. Well, I'm in the BBC forum still, and I'm also leader of media discussion. So I kept my new assignments from when the boards came back up, and I've been I've been active in BBC. I made a few edits here and there I've mostly been killing some very large file size images that people tend to post remember kids keep your file size under 500 kilobytes
0: right otherwise you can just uh, just link to it yeah or
1: I'll link to it for you and you don't want that
0: (laughs) yeah you don't want to see that edited by Windrider underneath your post No, but I try to be nice as for
1: how it's been as a forum leader well, I think I was talking to Zico about this. He asked me the same thing in a PM. And um, it's it's actually a really big step up from a for, being a form assistant. Uh, I wasn't expecting that because uh, the powers that form assistants and form leaders have are similar, more so than there's less of a difference than what there was between the support team and the moderators of days of old but it's it's a whole new level because really you you become the judge of your own actions as a forum assistant uh like your topic closures are subject to review by the forum leaders and such as a forum leader really as long as you uh as long as your actions you know agree with the BZ Power rules and guidelines, the administration's not really going to tell you, you know, what you're doing is wrong. In Inside your forums, you have complete jurisdiction. And that's a big adjustment.
0: I think you've been uh, doing a pretty good job so far. I know you're already working on uh, at least one project for the Q&A forum to uh, help out members in there. Uh, Shh, is there anything you want to talk about? No? Okay. <laughs> well, let that be well, a surprise then.
1: Yeah. It's, well, yeah, it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think, uh, it'll go over pretty well. Uh, hopefully people actually use it.
1: I hope so. I hope (laughs) it gets lots and lots of views and lots and lots of praise.
0: Yeah. And I know you and, uh, some other people have been working pretty hard on it. So do you want to give some, uh, tips for people to kind of improve their time on BC Power and uh, maybe give them a chance at becoming staff if that's something uh, they want to do? Sure.
1: My advice would be to send lots and lots of reports. That is a great way to get noticed by the staff and the administration, especially now that the administrators get to see every single report that's made on BC Power. So whether you're reporting SIGs or profiles or posts, it's a great way to get noticed. Also, give the Q and A forum some love. I know it's it's so it has less traffic now that the boards have come up. Maybe our member base has gotten smarter. Maybe all the questions have been asked already. But uh, if a question pops up, you know, go ahead and take the time to post. Make sure your answer's right, though.
0: Yeah, that's always a, a good thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'd say the biggest thing is to send in reports, lots and lots of reports.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, and like you said, you know, previously on the old version of the forums, uh, even as an administrator, you know, I would only get reports to from the forums that you know I was actually a, a leader on. But uh, with the new Report Center, we have, you know, I can see all of those, uh, and so can you know the other administrators and global moderators. So it's it's a lot easier for us to keep tabs not only on the forums and, you know, what, what needs to be addressed, but also, you know, who's taking the time to to report those things. And, and I bet
1: know. it drives you crazy at times, too.
0: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it drives me crazy, but, um, you know, it's, it can definitely be overwhelming sometimes uh, after a day of work and you come back and there's uh, this whole, whole list of uh, reports still there.
1: Yeah, especially with awesome form assistants like Zico roaming around.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah Zico, that was, you know, um, that was definitely a big reason why he uh, got the, the bump up to form assistant because, again, kind of like you, he was doing a great job in, in the comics form and uh, really stood out there. So we wanted to give him uh, you know, some recognition for that and allow him to help out even more in there. And, and that's also... Um, how Eco and Erebus uh, caught our eye because they were uh, doing a lot of reports as well, uh, as well as, you know, their help in Q&A and just, um, you know, they've been, both of them have been around for a while and kind of uh, stood out as being very good, upstanding members, good examples of, uh, you know, the kind of people we want uh, all of our members to be like.
1: Oh, yeah, they did. they were definitely doing a great job. I mean, I, did, I, I couldn't see, I don't think I was able to see the reports they were making. I weren't in... I weren't I wasn't assigned to the forums that they were active in, but I know Ico had a history of sending in tons of SIG reports himself. And Erebus, I saw him being very helpful in the storyline and theories form.
0: Yeah, yeah, both of them uh have a, a pretty long history of, of doing that kind of stuff. Alright, so any other uh tips or um advice for people out there? I'd say if
1: you want proto energy, buy me coffee.
0: (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts though, right?
1: Yep. Uh, but joking aside, uh, I'm gonna, I, I don't have much to say other than keep reporting. I think I'm going to stand by that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that gets posted out there and the staff don't have time to read through all of it. So if you see something, you know, please report it. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot better to report it than to just, um, you know, talk to, to someone, you know, or, or post a blog entry being like, hey, why why is it that people can post this stuff? Well, it's not that they can post it, right? It is breaking the rules. You just have to let the staff know and uh, we'll take care of it. So, right. you know, we try not to give anyone special treatment. It's just that we can't, uh, can't read everything out there. So we need y- you guys to help us out.
1: Right, and if there's a bigger issue, like something that maybe a report itself, won't handled, feel free to PM us. I mean, we're not gonna bite. We are nice people. I swear.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, um, I think there might be some people who are kind of uh, afraid of talking to the staff, but no, we're we're you know normal people. We're I I like to think that we're kind of cool. And uh, easy to get along with for the most part. So feel free to drop us a PM, and you know we'll do our best to get back to you and uh, answer any questions you have. Right,
1: or just PM me to talk to me. I get lonely sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, just it, sometimes it's just you in the report center, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining us and giving us uh, some insight into your time at BZ Power.
1: Well, you're welcome. Good to finally be on the PowerCast after, what, eight years? (laughs) I don't know, like six years on staff, something like that.
0: Yeah, and you know, the the PowerCast has only been back for a couple, so you haven't had uh, that much time that you've been missing out. But it's good to have you on.
1: All right. Thank you, Mr. Six.
0: Okay, so joining me now are Takuma Nuva and Nuju Metru, To do a little year-end wrap-up, how is it going, guys? Pretty well. Oh, not too bad. So 2011 has been a year. Things have happened in it. Yeah. All right, I think we're done. They
2: have? (laughs) Well, uh, BZ Power-wise, obviously, we didn't have as much happen this year because the forums were offline for many months of the year.
0: Yes, unfortunately. But then they came back. And uh, they're they're new and 100% improved. totally improved. There, there are no <laughs> downsides to it at all, right, Takuma? Methologs. <laughs> 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 yeah. What what you? Was that? I, I, You're agreeing with me, right? Everything's good. Sure. <laughs> so there there were some things that happened though. Uh, we had a bunch of contests going on. Uh,
2: bunch of kind of contests too, like uh, you know, system based creations contest or things like that.
0: Yeah, and um, some of them, uh, you know, Lego has been getting involved in helping us out with some prizes. So we had the uh, Hero Factory contest, um, build a, a recon. Uh, f- I don't even remember what the theme Oh, wasn't it an enemy? Yes. Yeah. So build, build a creature from uh, Quatros or whatever that was that um, Lego gave us some prizes for. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we had the Superhero Contest where we got some of the um, Comic-Con exclusive minifigs from. And uh, I don't think we've announced this yet, but the current system-based uh, system-based creations contest is also going to have a Lego uh, donated prize. So is it a if, cool prize? I, I think so. Um, tell,
2: us what it, tell us what it is.
0: No, I think so. we'll, we'll we'll let the reveal come later.
2: Okay, fine.
0: Yeah, don't want to spoil things too much, but mm-hmm. that's been pretty cool. We, you know, those have been, been the the only contests. Um, we had some. I think we must have had some other bbcs we had a short story contest uh rpg contest going on right now and i think we had one uh near the beginning of the year so uh it's been a a decent year considering how long the forums were offline i think we still had a good number of contests we've
2: we've definitely put a lot into the time we've had
0: yes yeah we've uh tried to make sure there's something for everyone uh so speaking of rpg i think uh you might have some things to talk about in that front
2: Well, yeah. um, As anyone who has been playing the uh, BZP RPG over these past, like, maybe two years can tell you, things have been highly irregular, or were highly irregular, you know, this year. Because uh, at the beginning of the year, in about January, our plan was to entirely reboot the game from, like, the eight-year game that had been ongoing since whenever, right? But then the forums went offline. So, uh, in the downtime, uh, Friar Tuck and myself decided hey, let's have another reboot because it's just kind of pointless to have these like half-month of gameplay kind of influence things months, months later. It doesn't make a lot of sense. We had more of a chance to like fix the game up and make things work better the way we wanted to, which was nice. And so now we're on the second reboot of the year, which has been going on for a couple months, and uh, things are progressing pretty well, except that uh, Friar Tuck is totally uh, missing in action, so uh, MZ and I have to just watch the entire forum. So the game is interesting right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, having staff go MIA is, it always throws a monkey wrench into plans. Unfortunately.
2: Yeah. But it's inevitable mm-hmm. real life.
0: Yep. It happens. Uh, any other big busy power news that, uh, we need to talk about?
2: I don't know. Crickets. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So I think that's probably been, uh, been the biggest stuff. Obviously the, the forums, um, being offline and then coming back were the big things so let's move a little bit onto to uh, the Lego side uh, some of the new themes we saw this year um I guess to start with uh, Bionicle news since we are Bionicle fan there were a few uh, story serial chapters uh, but then that kind of uh, tapered off and uh, we've been in a pretty big drought for a while on that front unfortunately
2: yeah that was to be expected you know the line's over we don't really have to, they don't really have any reason to Keep going with it. There's no commitment,
0: right? So um, on the Hero Factory side, though, we had the 2.0 line of sets.
2: Uh, new building which, system. Yeah,
0: introduced that new building system, which is pretty awesome, and I think has gone over very well. So big props to Lego on that one. Yeah, and, I was
2: excited with that.
0: Yeah, um, and then you know after the 2.0 sets came out, which uh, we're we're good, but um, definitely there is some room for improvement. We had the 3.0 sets on the Savage Planet uh, which I think really uh, made the, the new building system come into its own with the, the new designs and mm-hmm. uh, the whole animal theme going on there. There's definitely
2: much more versatility in the 3.0 sets than the 2.0.
0: Yeah, and of course we're going to be having uh, the new line coming out next year that we've already started to see which I think um, you know has continued to improve on the new building system with uh, some new parts and things like that. All right, uh, other lines we had that uh, came out. We had Ninja Go, which was, I think, LEGO's big push this year. Uh, did either of you get any of the Ninja Go sets?
3: I, I they- have not bought a single LEGO set for a couple
0: of years now. <laughs> Why are you on this podcast? I am a
3: terrible person because no one else <laughs>
2: will do it.
0: <laughs> what about you, Aaron?
2: Uh, I got, like, two little ones from the uh, beginning of the first wave, like a little skull. Uh, motorcycle and uh, little wooded scene. I don't know. They were they were pretty cool. I guess I I really liked the uh, the new parts that were introduced, like the bones and things like that. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm kind of glad to see that Lego has uh, been able to keep this line alive and extend it into like a second year. You know?
0: Yeah, I think uh, that was probably the goal from the beginning because uh, it was a pretty big push and. Um, I know we've uh, had some news stories on the the graphic novel that's coming out that had uh, a huge number of sales. So yeah. uh, obviously the theme is doing really well uh, with all the tie-ins, and, like, the the graphic novel There's and the TV uh, shorts and things like that. So uh-huh. it's yeah, kind of it's, it's almost like it's the next. Um, Bionicle in a way, right? With a lot of the lines and stuff they've been doing, no, yeah. Still yeah. not as definitely not as rich as Bionicle, though. Clearly, no.
2: Well, that's a, that's kind of impossible. Bionicle had like the you know decade long story. This though, you do have a continued story, which is kind of uh, n- unique for LEGO lines. You know, the last time I think we saw this was uh, like Exo Force, maybe. Right. And they kind of had the system line with a story that was ongoing through the years. and earlier in uh, like Knights Kingdom, so. Uh, that, that's proven successful in the past, and I think they're just trying to do that again, and it's working.
0: Yeah, to to digress a little, right? Bonacle was obviously a big exception to the rule, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I th- you know, as we've talked about before, I think it got kind of too complicated and too outside the <laughs> realm of what was normal for Lego. So, yeah. Uh, um, but they they still, I think, uh, see the importance in storytelling and trying to give kids a framework to work with. So yeah. I look forward to seeing what uh, two thousand and twelve brings for ninjago as well yeah uh another new line we had was the alien conquest, so that was kind of the space line for this year with uh aliens invading Earth and uh, earth having to to defend itself uh you guys get to see any of these sets?
2: I saw a few uh but i didn't uh, I didn't get any myself you know at brick fair some people picked them up and I took a look they were, they looked pretty cool but I mean, I kind of preferred the Mars mission a couple of years ago with uh, you know like big scale ships and things like that, but a lot of a lot of the new parts from that line again were really nice, like the uh, the alien on the headpiece yeah, I, I think Metroid. it definitely
0: had some some good uh, pieces um definitely some nice color schemes uh, yeah, I had some pur- a lot of purple and lime green on the aliens, which is always uh-huh. good. you know we I don't think anyone's so. gonna complain about that <laughs> um. Let's see. Other, other lines we had, we had uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was new for this year. Yes. Uh, you know, we had pirates in 2010 and everyone loved that they came back, but then Pirates of the Caribbean kind of killed that for this year. Um, yep. But it was good to still have some kind of pirate sets, even if they were licensed. Did you get a, get any of those Aaron? That seems like uh, might be up your alley.
2: Yeah, yeah. I picked up uh, one. I picked up the mill set and uh, excellent, excellent minifigures. I think that's really the highlight of the line for a lot of people is the beautiful, accurate minifigures. Uh, The set itself was pretty nice. It had a little functionality. It looked accurate. But again, with the licensed lines, the problem was it was just so, so expensive. Parts to price ratio is through the roof, you know, crazy. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's always the problem with the licensed lines. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, we had a Pirates of the Caribbean Lego video game from Traveler's Tales, uh, f- you know, following the same uh, similar formula to, you know, of course, the the original yeah, Star the Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we also had Harry Potter, years five through seven to tie in with um, the new Harry Potter sets and Lego Star Wars three, the Clone Wars. So they're kind of keep uh, keep turning those out. And I know uh, there's already some more planned for next year. Uh, did any of you play or uh, take a look at any of those? Um,
3: I've played some of LEGO Star Wars 3, and I honestly kind of got bored of it after a while. Cause it seems like ever since, uh, I can't remember, I want to say LEGO Star Wars 2, but it might, or sorry, uh, LEGO Indiana Jones 2, may start earlier than that, but it seems like they kind of changed the formula for the way the game works. Like, it seems to me that each level is just sort of one room. You just do something and then, like, that's the whole level. Whereas opposed to, like, you know, Lego Star Wars 1, you know, yeah the level was longer and you actually went through it and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I haven't played any so of the, the new ones, so that'd be... i kind of
3: stopped paying attention to them because they just don't seem as good to me anymore.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I can't even think of how many of those games they've put out. I mean... What, three Star Wars, two Indiana Jones, two Harry Potter, uh, Batman, Batman uh, now Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, am I missing any?
3: Probably, and <laughs> I can't think <laughs> that, of it That's right nine though. right there, though, right? There's a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I won't include Lego Rock Band because that's obviously uh, it's its own different that's thing. That's a different beast. Um, even though I believe Traveler's Tales was involved, but still, nine games with pretty much the the same formula. It's very
2: formulaic, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's it is. I think uh, starting to get a little old, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, although not not entirely, because uh, I did get uh, Lego Harry Potter Years One through Four, which was you know from I think 2010, but. Uh, they they are introducing new uh, kind of innovations or new tricks into the game, which do make it interesting, kind of like a build on the the original Lego Star Wars one, which I love and still play because it's just so much fun. But, uh, you know, hopefully with, uh, as they keep making more of these games, which they inevitably will, they can keep finding uh, new ways to alter the formula and make it exciting for recurring, you know, players.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully they, they work on that for, for next year where I know, I think they've already announced a, a superheroes game. Yeah, not surprising. Um, so, like a oh,
3: Batman 2 something or other.
0: Yeah, I think uh, like a Batman 2 DC superheroes. So we'll see how, how that fares. And yes. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some others as well. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think um, the thing that keeps them going, right, is that they tend to have a, a lower price point than most normal games. They're usually only like 40 or $50. Yeah. Um, and then they tend to go on sale pretty quick. And you have a steady stream of kids who are getting to the age where they still like Lego and, you know, they have an Xbox or a PlayStation or whatever to play the games on. Exactly. So, so I guess, um, you know, from a Smart. gaming, from a yeah. gamer's perspective, it kind of get, is getting old, but from a kid's perspective, right, they, they don't play all of them, all of them, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of Lego video games, uh, we also got word this year that Lego universe would be canceled. Mm-hmm. So I know we've talked about that previously, but um, what were your thoughts on on that announcement?
3: I have to say I kind of wasn't surprised.
0: You know, yeah, was, yeah, we talked about it earlier. I mean, there was a very limited demographic that they were going for. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? Did you have anything?
2: Well, uh, after uh, Brick Fair, well, Part of my swag, I got a free copy of the game, you know, so I felt obliged obliged to kind of put it in play it. Um, It was all right, you know. Um, I'm not like a World of Warcraft player, but it was very similar uh, to that, you know, kind of game structure, the the typical uh, multiplayer online game. But uh, there was definitely, uh, it felt kind of limited, you know, and kind of got really monotonous after a while, in, in my mind at least. So, uh, like Takuma, I'm not really surprised that it got canceled, and probably it, it didn't really seem like it would have been very successful with uh, today's youth, who are even uh, more uh, short-attentioned than I am.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, patience kind of. And especially when you know they have to convince their parents to pay fifteen dollars a month for it or whatever yes. it was.
2: Costs a lot of money. Takes a lot of time.
0: Just yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely not a good game for for younger kids even or even for most teenagers Mm -hmm. all right and speaking of lego canceling things uh designed by me was also canceled unfortunately i never
3: used
2: that (laughs) you know i haven't either
3: but since i actually plan on buying the lego heroica sets i thought it'd be interesting to see if i could you know use that to build custom boards if you will to add on but uh, since it's being canceled, that option's really not available anymore.
0: Well, I mean, th- there will still it's be still- the LEGO Digital Designer that you can use, and from what I've heard, they're going to expand the the parts palette, and um, you can generate a parts list from that, and then use you know one of the many resources out there to go um, buy the individual pieces yeah. you need for it. So uh, there will still be still be ways to do that.
3: Yes. Yeah, it just won't be as convenient.
0: Right. So uh you mentioned uh, Lego Heroku. That's another new line that we uh we missed. Uh kind of a sub thing of the board games where uh you know you can create your own or it's kind of like a, a Dungeons and Dragon uh sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um
3: Yeah. It's got that, I, it's I like still don't think
0: any of us have played them though, have we?
3: I will to. get them eventually <laughs> by the end of the year.
2: Good.
0: Good. Yeah, we, we should make like an attempt to uh by by like Brick Fair or whatever next year, uh, yeah. Bring love bring the, some coffee and play play there.
3: I just want to make sure I don't get them for Christmas first.
0: Right, that's yeah. That's always a uh, a risk uh, around this time of year.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm I'm hoping though that the the game kind of uh, expands and you know it's not just like a one year thing. I hope that they can yeah, make really more characters that. and more settings and cool things like that.
3: There seems to be a somewhat of a community behind it. Like I don't remember where, but I saw a site where people were sharing it was just a site dedicated to Lego Heroica. People were sharing yeah, people were sharing rules, they were showing different boards they made.
0: Like yeah, one guy cool. had
3: actually made like a multi level just tower and it had like a village yeah. you visited for your stuff. You know, it was yeah. a lot more RPG like, more rules and stuff. So uh-huh. not as kid friendly probably. But,
0: but very cool. Yeah, uh, it definitely seems like Hiroka is a springboard for for uh, the fans to make other Lego games, which is always good. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so we mentioned briefly Brick Fair. I think that was definitely a big thing that happened, or uh, some of the, the Lego events um, that went on. I think the the big ones that had kind of um, B Z power uh, involvement were Brick Fiesta. Uh, which happened out in uh, Austin, Texas in July, which was uh, a whole lot of fun. Um, I believe next year they're going to be in Houston. Um, So definitely if you're in that area, uh, look into that. Uh, It was a a whole lot of fun. There's a a lot of people who attended. And uh, we got to meet Kevin uh, Hinkle for the first time, uh, new North America community lead guy under uh, Jim Foles. That was really cool. Uh, then of course we had the the, the big one. Yeah, I think uh, the Grandmaster of Lego fan events in the U.S. Brick Fair. Woo uh, Yeah, Aaron, you were there, so I want I to talk about that a little bit, maybe?
2: Uh, you know, as always, just the most fantastic weekend of my life. Um, so many cool people, so many cool creations, a lot of free stuff, um, and uh, it, it's it's a really great experience. You know, because I, I think a lot of us are. Uh, probably closeted lego fans you know for uh like me because for the sake of my social life i can't just be open about this but it's really nice to uh be able to just spend a weekend with people who you know are just as passionate about this kind of thing as you are and are just a ton of fun you know
0: yeah definitely definitely it was uh a whole lot of fun and yeah, it's just, you know, you might not, you don't know everyone there, but anyone you there know. you can have some kind of conversation with and, and find some kind of common ground, um, even if the, the conversation starts, but then be like, oh, you're one of those Bionicle fans, right? <laughs> <laughs> they
2: don't like us very much. I mean, we did steal most of the stay and play pieces and built a tower. But
0: <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. And, um, next year should be, you know, just as just as awesome, if not better. Uh, so, Takuma, you should definitely come and and enjoy with us.
3: I'm really going to try. I really yeah.
0: am. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and I know... Uh, so, the other big event that had uh, BZ Power kind of involvement this year was BrickCon, which none of us went to. So, I'll, we don't have much to say on that, but, um, <laughs> you know, on the if you're on the West Coast, um, it's, I think, the biggest event that's uh, out there right now. So, definitely uh-huh. uh, worth looking into. Um as far as
2: coast things. Say that again I said uh, I ought to go to more of the west coast things It's just less money for me
0: Yeah, yeah there's, there's a few I mean you have Bricks by the Bay mm-hmm. um, Which be I believe easy. will be going on next year uh, BrickCon yeah. And a, a new event coming next year On the west coast is Bricks Cascade Which will be in uh, Portland, Oregon So I think I'm planning on uh, attending that And I know there will definitely be a contingent of BZ Power members there Yes. So that's, um, if you're on the West coast, that's definitely one you should, um, look up and, and mark on your calendars. Um, I already mentioned brick Fiesta will be returning in Austin. There's also going to be brick fair, Alabama, which is coming yeah. up in less than a month in Alabama. on uh, it's going to be going on in yep. January. Uh, I'll be there. So if you're in the area, you can come say hi. I think, um, Watashiwa, uh, one of our global moderators, will be there. And there's a chance that MZ will be there as well. Oh, cool. So it'll be a, a fun fun weekend for sure. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, Brick World in Chicago, I'm sure, will be going on. And it has a couple of satellite events as well. Uh, there's Brick Magic in North Carolina. And, of course, Brick Fair. There's a lot
2: of LEGO and- conventions with the name with the word brick and them, that's all you need to
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I think, I think we have most of the, the country covered too. I mean, we got uh, the Northeast kind of with uh, the DC one. We have the Southeast with uh, Alabama and North Carolina, uh, Southwest with Texas and then uh, three on the West coast and yeah. then one in Chicago in, in the Midwest. So I, I think that covers, you know, the, the big, um, population areas of the country where there's going to be large uh, gatherings of fans. Yeah. So if, if you're in the U S uh, definitely check this out. If you're not in the U S um, you know, BZ power generally doesn't talk too much about international events, but they are out there. Um, I know there's a lot that go on in the UK in Denmark, in Germany, um, Italy, Spain, France, uh, Australia, um, I think those are probably where where all the big ones are. But I, I'm sure there's others. You know, pretty much anywhere where there's Lego fans, uh, there's going to be some kind this of is event. Everywhere. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, there's there's definitely one in Russia too. That's right. So yeah. you know, pretty much uh, anywhere where there's a, a large amount of fans, you're going to have an event. So
2: it's totally worth going to if you can, because there's yeah. really incredible experiences.
0: Right. Even if uh, you know you don't really know. Uh, that uh, other BZ Power members or other people you know will be going, there's still a great way to to see some amazing creations and uh, get to meet new people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, anything else in 2011 that we need to talk about?
1: mm I can't think of anything.
0: All right. So uh quick look ahead to 2012. I think... Um, you know, some of the big news, we, we mentioned, you know, some of the games upcoming and Ninja Go is continuing, mm-hmm. uh, hero factory, obviously continuing. You've already been reviewing those sets. We're going to have super, uh, superhero line next year, which, uh, is already looking pretty interesting.
3: Those could be interesting.
0: Yeah. We've uh, already got a review of, um, the Joker set from the construction line, um, not not the best set from what i read but uh some definitely good parts in the the purple and oh. green uh and of course there's going to be minifig scale sets as well. Uh yeah. the the two big recent announcements we have are um Lord of the Rings and Lego Friends. Yes. So not not the TV show Friends. This is uh, just just uh, <laughs> a fun. Lego original theme targeted at uh, at girls. Uh, I believe like ages five through eight or so. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about that more uh, in the future. Uh, I'm sure there's some people who are going to have a lot to say about that, so we won't talk too much about it. But Lord of the Rings uh, should be pretty awesome too, and I think we'll definitely be talking more about that one. Um, oh, I, we forgot to uh, to mention Lego Rebrick. So yeah. So have you guys looked into that at all? No.
2: Not really in depth, No.
3: Because I never read the front page.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, one of the beta testers for that, and I can talk about that a little now, um, and possibly moving forward, I'll talk about it more. But, Social
2: bookmarking. What does that mean?
0: Right. So basically, um, the the whole point is that there's a lot of sites out there that wow. um, you know people post LEGO content on. I mean, obviously the big Legos. ones are are Brickshelf and uh, Flickr for posting creations. But, um, you know, there's blogs like the Brothers Brick and, and stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. where, where a lot of stuff gets posted, um, but it makes it hard to find it all, right? So this is kind of all, all fan um, fan populated. So if you see something you like on, on BZ Power or Flickr or wherever, um, you can go to Rebrick and add a, a bookmark to that. And you can put some tags in it and put it in a category. Um, So it allows other people to easily find, you know, say, Hero Factory creations or Star Wars or this or that. And it's not just for creations, too. I mean, you can put um, interesting articles like um, that street art that uh, popped up recently in in Florida, Um, you know, that looked like three-dimensional uh, stuff yeah. like that, or just, you know, uh, events and things that are going on. I believe they're planning on making a, whole, a section just dedicated to, to LEGO events. Yeah. Um, You know, basically anything that LEGO fans do, you can link to that um, and put tags and stuff on it so other people can find it. And uh, you can put comments on it, and there's, like, a thumbs-up thing you can do. um, And, and I believe you can do uh, ratings. So it allows you to then you know, not only just find, say, all the Hero Factory creations, find all the Hero Factory creations that people really liked, uh-huh. right? And it allows you to find some of the best stuff uh, without having to go to, you know, 100 different sites. You can find it all on one. And then, obviously, since it's a bookmark, you can then go back to the original. Uh huh. So well, it seems like a, a really interesting concept. And um, it's, it's definitely awesome of LEGO to be... Uh, creating this for the community, right? Because this isn't something that people have to pay for. And as far as I know, there's, there's no easy way for, for Lego to be making any kind of money off this, right? Uh, it's just encouraging uh, the community to, to share with each other, which is pretty awesome. And, and not a lot of companies uh, would be willing to do that. So I'm really glad that Lego, Lego is doing it. It's
2: always nice to see Lego kind of expanding. Uh, it's, horizons into, like, modern media. You know, for example, this kind of, like, social bookmarking, which is something I've never heard of, and it's very uh, modern and, you know, forward-thinking, which is cool. And also, you know, trying with the multiplayer online game, Legos just keep... They keep doing things, uh, trying out new things, which is good to see, so the company's not really going stale.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, And I think uh, this has a lot of potential to to really flourish. So mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing what uh what Lego does with that and what the community does with it more importantly. Um I know they're like Lego is uh working on constantly changing and updating the site and I'm hoping that um they're gonna be releasing some tools to allow BZ Power and other sites to to kind of more tightly integrate with it. Uh, so I really look forward to seeing what everyone does with that. Okay. Uh, Anything else in 2011 that we missed? I can't think of anything. Me either. All right. So that was 2011 in Lego in a nutshell. Um, Hopefully we we touched upon all the big points and uh, look forward to seeing what 2012 will bring. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks a lot for joining me, guys. No problem.
3: See you next year.
0: Okay, back again is Nuju Metru to talk about the recently announced uh, partnership Legos made with Warner Brothers to create sets for The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I know, it's pretty pretty exciting, right?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited.
0: So, um, I, I take it then that you're a pretty big uh, Tolkien fan, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't see the movies in theaters when they originally came out because I'm young unlike someone here. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, The Hobbit has been, uh, like, one of my favorite, if not my favorite books since about first grade. So it's definitely a big thing for me.
0: Yeah, The Hobbit is probably one of my favorite books of all time, uh-huh. uh, for sure. Uh, unlike and...
2: Lord of the Rings books, it's not bogged down too much in, uh, you know, history or songs every second page.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only, you know, it was targeted, you know, Tolkien wrote it as as a children's story. Yeah. Um, and and he kind of beat J.K. Rowling to to the punch where so he wrote The Hobbit as a kid story, and uh, when the publisher came back and and said you know we want more, um this was years later right he he wrote The Lord of the Rings targeted at those same kids who had since grown up. Uh-huh. You know, whereas it was kind of with Harry Potter you know J.K. Rowling, um kind of made the stories uh, yeah it started adult theme.
2: This guy it it grew up with the audience right
0: really right neat. so. So Tolkien beat her to the punch. There, uh, uh-huh.
2: he beat everyone to the punch. You can't do anything in fantasy without playing off a Tolkien type. You know, he really covered everything, and yeah. everything stems from his books and his work, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Just everything he he did for the whole fantasy genre. Uh huh. Um, so obviously, we're both really big fans. Um, yes. I, aside from The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, what other books of his have you read? Any that, uh,
2: well, uh, I tried reading the Cimmerillion a couple of years back, but I really didn't have the time or the patience for it really, you know, or I didn't have the time to have the patience for it rather. So I never, act- those are like the ones I've read, the Lord of the Rings and, uh, the Hobbit.
0: Yeah. The, uh, obviously I've read, um, you know, the trilogy and the Hobbit. I've read those all numerous times. I've lost track yes. of how many times I've read the Hobbit. Uh, me too. Um, uh-huh. But I, I have read The Silmarillion and uh, some of the histories of Middle-earth and some of yeah. his uh, non-Middle-earth stories that, that he wrote as well. Uh-huh. Um, and What's definitely- also fun is to
2: dig into the appendices sometimes, you know? There's oh, yeah. a lot of cool stuff in there.
0: Oh, yeah. I've, I've poured over the, the appendices in Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. Um, Even
2: more fun for me is uh, digging into the appendices of the extended cuts of the movies. Uh-huh. So much cool content there. It just kills me.
0: Right, so obviously uh, these sets are going to be heavily tied in with the movies, yeah. Uh, which you know I saw the all the originals in theaters, um, and then you know of course you have to own the the extended editions, and uh-huh. all that extra footage, and just yeah. the job that Peter Jackson did on those was, was I know it's, amazing. It's,
2: it's an incredible feat of uh you know. Yeah, movie.
0: I, I'm still I'm still a little mad that Tom Bombadil didn't make it in.
2: Oh, I um, know. I know.
0: But, but other than that, I mean, it, they, were, they were fantastic movies mm-hmm. and it's going to be great seeing those uh immortalized in plastic.
2: Yes, and uh also, you know, in with the Hobbit movie. I'm really excited for that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I've been um as excited for for a movie since probably uh, Star Wars episode 3.
2: Yes, this is this is true. I mean, that was a good movie too. But we're we're kind of digressing. Let's talk more about the Legos.
0: <laughs> right. So um <laughs> This announcement came and it kind of put you in a bit of an awkward position.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) here's the deal. If uh, those of you in the audience haven't heard yet. Um, So over the summer at Brick Fair, I kind of uh, got this idea in my head. Hey, why don't I, uh, well, you know, the, the kind of mocking style I do is I make lines and themes of sets, you know? So I figured to myself, hey, I'm a fan of these movies and books. Why don't I make the Lord of the Rings movies as Lego sets? So this is months ago, I think, of this idea, and since then I've been pouring time and money into you know, custom parts and uh, decals for figures and all this, and a couple days ago, maybe about a week ago now, I uh, posted a little topic in uh, on Busy Power showing of, like, four of my figures that I'd finished. Days after that, Lego announces they're making Lord of the Rings figures, which was just a little bit ironic. <laughs>
0: Right, but uh, it puts you in a pretty interesting position because what we want to do now is um, take a look at what what we think LEGO uh, should do for some of these Uh sets. Indeed. And we're going to start with The Hobbit um, since that's kind of uh, new. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the things we won't be, I guess, really looking into is um, The Hobbit is going to be split into two movies. Yeah. And the second one is going to not really follow the original book um, but kind of go into some of the things that are going on um, uh, al- along the side, kind of leading up to *The Lord of like, the Rings*. Uh, you know,
2: there's there's always like the references uh, behind uh, the, when Gandalf leaves in the book. He's always talking about going off and then uh, fighting the necromancer, which we learn later is Sauron. So it'll be nice to see that in the movies. If, right. You know, you put a lot of that in.
0: But since obviously you don't know the details of of what's really going to be in there, we can't go into that. But we will start with uh, with *The Hobbit*. Um, I Obvious think back again. Yep. You know, yeah, without a doubt. Um they won't, they
2: won't put in 13 dwarves cuz Lego doesn't make that many figures and sets anymore. No. But uh I think we can, you know, you could expect to see Bilbo and Gandalf and Thorin and things like that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think those would probably be the three they would include. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah. you know, it's just I don't think uh it'll be a, a pretty small set or Yeah. So I think it's it's a question of how much interior will they do, right? Yeah, well uh, um, I mean again
2: pointing at my own uh Experiences and troubles with uh, starting to do this. I have made a little Bag end set actually for the uh, first movie, and you know it's like three figures, about uh like a fifteen dollar price point. It's a really small, like kind of interior with some little furniture pieces and the mantle and things like that. I think back end they could really get away with doing a kind of a smaller set. Rather yeah, than I like, think I
0: think they'd really just need to, you know, have have um, a foyer. And then, like, the, the the kitchen dining area where all the dwarves yes. sit around the table uh, uh-huh. while they discuss the plans. And then maybe, like, a little um, other a little cupboard off to the side or whatever. Exactly. You know, um, those are the, the big things. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on from there, um, any sets from Brie, do you think? It, it doesn't really f- feature very much into <laughs> The Hobbit. So. Nothing
2: happens in Brie, really. Yeah. So but I they, think that
0: the next big thing is uh, the trolls.
2: Yes, they would do uh... – a roast mutton set, as it were. Right. Uh, I, want, I wonder if they would make the trolls as, you know, like uh, big like, pre-formed plastic things, like with the uh, castle line, they did those kind of trolls, or if they'll make them brick-built. We'll
0: have to see. I, but- I could definitely see them trying to leverage the stuff they did with the big plastic things, but I would really hope for brick-built, right? That would yeah. be really cool. Uh-huh. Um And I don't think that needs to be a very complicated set, right? They need uh, to have the fire... Uh, yeah. The trolls, and then, I mean, um, where in they like do- stuck, stuck in a net or something. Yeah.
2: In my uh, dream world, there's also some kind of function where you can turn the trolls into stone, but that's probably a little bit advanced.
0: Yeah, I could see uh-huh. them doing like one of those kind of things where, like, um, you know, if you get it cold or, or maybe a turntable. Um, uh, yeah. Then do you think they would, uh, include their, uh, their cave at all? Mm, I mean,. They might do a little like a
2: little side thing, which has like a little you know cave entrance, and then over one side is a barrel full of swords.
0: Right. Yeah. Think like
2: it, put, put it really Sting depends on how much they play that up in the movie, because like, we're kind of predicting what we know from the book.
0: Where I, like, I think I think that would be an important scene because that's where um you know Sting is. Yes, yeah, Sting, and then you have Glamdring and right. Orchest. Yes, those right. those are
2: important. I agree. Mm, so, so um, they'd probably throw those in.
0: Yeah. So what uh, what characters? Uh, do you think they would include? I mean, obviously, if, Bilbo. I think Bilbo's going to. Bilbo feature... would probably make every single yeah, set. Yeah, yeah.
2: If... Um, Bilbo probably uh, Gandalf and maybe like Dory and Ori or some other random dwarves.
0: You right. know, I, yeah, they'll probably just it'd throw be, it it would, to the other. It'd
2: be really nice if they, you know, made an effort to actually get all thirteen dwarves. Uh, throughout all the sets so then that way if you collected them all you'd have all the whole Thorin's party you know instead of just having like four Thorins and like three others you know
0: yeah I really hope they do that um and I, I think they definitely need to right the yes. only the only dwarf uh that I would really expect to see multiples of is, is Thorin yeah and uh maybe Balin right because he's kind of yeah. like the second and, in command I mean and, in the book and you and know there's, they, they there's definitely need Bomber right I mean he's yeah, got to have his huh. own minifig
2: that's the thing about the book is that there are, you know, 13 dwarves and they're all very similarly named and a lot of them don't stand out a lot, you know. They, they're they kind of just like, you know, as duos, you think of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering how the movie and the sets consequently will, you know, kind of make the dwarves more uh, individuals uh, or if they will.
0: Well, I've seen some pictures from the movie, right? They've released pictures of the dwarves yeah. um, and they, they've really cool. um, kind of – uh, distinguish them, and they're all very unique. Yes, so
2: exactly, I, I hope we see a lot more, you know, kind of unique dwarf characters in the movie.
0: Yeah, I, I think we definitely, definitely will. Um, I just hope that reflects into the the, the sets. Yes, which uh, could definitely result in a lot of interesting beard pieces, uh-huh. which I'm sure Lego fans will love.
2: Uh, that, that, that's another thing I'm really looking forward to with these, the, the Lord of the Rings hobbit line is just all the beautiful new pieces that are inevitably, inevitably going to have to happen.
0: Right. Um, which King helmet. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, so going on from, from Risma and I think the next stop is Rivendell. Yeah. Uh, you need a See, little
2: the L- thing about Rivendell though, is, uh, my wonder. And again, with the uh, bag end a little bit, is that maybe what would be nice is if, uh, they kind of make a big Rivendell set, like a a really big, nice Rivendell, which is designed to accommodate both the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings appearances.
0: You know that that is a good point, right? I mean, so it, you know, like the, you have one of those, uh, like you know, the
2: Kingdoms Joust set, which is kind of like related to the theme, but sort of outside of it. You know, it comes like a year later, and it's really big and nice. If they do something like that for Rivendell, that or like the Death Star, which is for all for both uh, Death Star One and Death Star Two. They do a Rivendell thing, which is working for both uh, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, which would be really nice. Right,
0: that is yeah, that is a good point because it does feature in in both, but in in different ways. Right, obviously in Lord of the Rings you have the the Council of Elrond that's yeah. going to happen there, and yes. while it you know Rivendell does play a, a role in the Hobbit, it, it's it would be not just kind of to,
2: to release one Rivendell with like uh, Bilbo and one with Frodo when you have the same setting and Elrond in both of them and things like that, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. So I, I could definitely see them putting that more in the Lord of the Rings sets cause it plays a larger role. Yes. And all they would really need is, um, I don't know, cause I, you, you know, Bilbo is in, in the Lord of the Rings in that scene as well. Give yes, him he, like, a, um, you know, a different head and a, a younger hairpiece, and uh-huh. then, um, put Thorin and like Thorin's map in there and then you could yeah. probably use the the same set essentially. Uh-huh. That'd be cool. Um uh, I, I it's interesting to see how they're going to do that for some of those kind of uh, similar themes. Yeah. Um so moving on from Rivendell, the next stop is you have the Misty Mountains. That um,
2: I, that's going to be a cool set. I mean, I feel like they could either uh less likely they would make a something big because you know, it's a big place set. it's hard to move around. More likely you'd have the little cave mouth where they're camping out opens up secretly to, you know, this uh Goblins and you got a little passageway, or maybe like the throne room, throne room of the great goblin inside. You know, Mm -hmm. cool.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much in depth they go into that one. Yeah, Um, I could see them kind of skimping on that one a little. Yeah, me Um, too. And then doing a a second play set for for riddles in the dark. Right, where
2: dark would be more of like a five dollar little set. You know, you got like, like two rocks. A little boat, Gollum, and Bilbo. That's all you really need.
0: Right. Well, so so going back to to on the doorstep, right? So I I could see, like you said, the cave mouth and then uh, a door that kind of slides open. And so so then Bilbo, the ponies, some dwarves. And like, you know, Bilbo, two dwarves, two goblins, that kind of thing might be all all they put. Uh Um, And then, like you said, I think Riddles in the Dark doesn't need to be that big at all. Um. No. Obviously, that'll be the first set that has the potential of including uh, a ring
2: piece. Yes, we've seen that ring piece. It looks very nice.
0: Right. So but
2: the one I had to make for my sets, which is just a gold stud hollowed out. But you know, it <laughs> so still that, works.
0: that's definitely going to be interesting to see. Uh, no. And I I'm also looking forward to to the Golem minifigure and seeing what they do with that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's going to be problematic. I don't know what they're going to do. Person. What what I'm doing personally is I've got like a. A skeleton kind of thing and I'm gonna alter it a little bit, paint it the right color, or give it a good head and, you know, it'll kind of look sort of like Gollum. They might go full out and make a completely custom molded Gollum, you know, like a, like a new uh, build.
0: Right, but I just as as long as it has some kind of posability Yes. Right, that's yeah. that's key Um, but yeah, cause I mean, they could kind of, I guess do a minifigure, but I don't think that would work nearly as well.
2: No, no, a short, a short minifigure is, it doesn't, it looks too filled out for Gollum.
0: Right. No, So so once they escape the Misty Mountains, um they face the the wargs, the wargs and the trees. Um, I could kind of see them skipping this one. Maybe. I
2: mean, I I don't think so because I'm guessing the movie will make a nice big deal out of it because it's a battle scene, mm-hmm. which is what you know, movies these days like. I feel like they might do, you know, one or two pine trees, one of them which can like fall over. You get Gandalf, you get Bilbo, you get some dwarves, and you get a couple uh orcs on wargs and maybe an eagle. It could be a, like a nice medium-sized set.
0: Right, yeah. They, if, if they throw the Eagles in there too, I guess that would be good. Um, mm, I want to see some Eagles. <laughs> so after that, I don't think they're. I don't think we're going to get like a, an eagle centric set. Um, no, no. You know, we're not going to see their areas at all in in brick yeah. form. So, the, the next
2: thing is uh, Bjorn's house.
0: Yes, and that one definitely I think should be a, a decent sized set. Yeah, um, hopefully.
2: I mean, it it depends because. Again, a lot of these locations in The Hobbit are really iconic and really beautiful and really fantastic, like Bjorn's house or Rivendell. But it's just not that much action that happens there. So it doesn't have as much appeal as a playset, you know, if there's not really conflict.
0: That's yeah. My Unfortunately, from from the Lego perspective, yeah, they like throwing conflict in. Yes. Um I mean... Which I could see, obviously, obviously, we see why, right? Because they're targeting at this, uh, kids who, uh-huh. who like to do that. Like, but, referencing
2: my own project, you know, I'm planning to do a Rivendell set, you know, which is, obviously, for most of the movies, a very peaceful setting, but I've, you know, it, it you just have to throw in, like, one Nazgul on a horse in there, chasing... Uh, chasing Arwen with Frodo, things like that. So you Wait, have, so, have a little bit of conflict to play off of. Right.
0: So, yeah, you're kind of getting ahead of ourselves Absolutely. there. But, yeah, you're right. For for the Lord of the Rings uh, Rivendell, Light. they could definitely include the river. And, um, you know, maybe they don't even need us for the river, but, you know, have Arwen and uh, exactly. the Nazgul there. Um, yeah. I, I just really want to see, uh, you know, Bjorn's house for sure. I know. There's, a,
2: there's, there's one person I've seen uh, online who's kind of been doing a series of uh, creations of The Hobbit. Right. And they made a very nice Bjorn's house. Yeah, no,
0: I saw that, and it was definitely, definitely great. And, yeah. you know, I think um, we'll probably see them reuse uh, the Hagrid minifig for for Bjorn there.
2: Yes, yeah, that's definitely true.
0: All right, uh, from there we go to Mirkwood uh, and the spiders.
2: Oh, the spiders said, I can see being just beautiful if they do it right, mm-hmm. you know? You kind of have a lot of, like, web functions, like web falling and collapsing trees and... uh you know, the little bundles hanging up with the dwarves in them, which can be, you know, cut off by Sting and things like that. Right.
0: And, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do the the dwarves um, in the web. Yeah. Uh, and also how they do the spiders themselves. Hopefully
2: they do the spiders better than they did the Aragog in uh, the Harry Potter sets, which is a little weird looking.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so hopefully that won't be too bad. Yeah. Um, from there we have the, uh, oh, what's his name? Thranduil, uh, mm-hmm. the King of Mirkwood
2: yeah Um, i I don't know if that that would be a huge set they might just do like the barrel dropping bit you know
0: i I could definitely see them skipping out on this one even though um you know them being in the prison does is uh, a it's a big part of the book but it's not a yeah
2: part of the book again i I I could like the bigger sets they would do would definitely come more towards again you know like the next set would be the lonely mountain
0: well, so I could see the next set being being Lake Town and being kind of a combination, yeah. right? Where uh-huh. you can include some of the dwarves and the barrels, but uh-huh. then also include Smog, right? And that yeah. would be like
2: it or, would be or, or the, maybe the, maybe what they would do would be some kind of like uh, you know the the the, the you have Lake Town and you have the dwarves and the barrels and uh, just a little thing off to the side that like dumps them with the barrels as if like they're going down river, you know? And combine that with the Lake Town set, so you kind of get the Elf Palace and the Lake Town in one. Uh huh. And then you can be really in depth and really big with uh, the Lonely Mountain and uh,
0: Smog's Lair, which I feel like they would do. So, 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 going from from like what you're saying, right? As far as conflict goes, mm-hmm. Smog on the Lonely Mountain has relatively little conflict. The main conflict with but Smog is with and, Lake and Town. There's dwarves who are
2: you know fundamentally opposed to each other, which leaves all of Legos. Uh, Target audience able to just have the dragon you know swoop over and eat them or whatever. There's still something to be done. It's well, not so, just. Well, that's why so, I
0: just think that smog is probably going to be better off with Lake Town, right? Put him yeah, in a place of, with Lake Town. <laughs> you could add a lot of of features where like the the town can catch on fire or parts of it can like fall apart. Yeah, and you get to include Bard just, in there.
2: I can see that happening. Uh, so then they would have like the Lonely Mountain uh, with room for the smog that they've made in the Lake Town set. But not present there.
0: Right. So the Lonely Mountain set would be more, um, be more the Battle of uh-huh. Five Armies. Yeah. And you'd have the dwarves in the Lonely Mountain, and you could include you know the the treasure hoard there. Yeah. Um, which you know if, if for someone who who buys both of those sets, then they could put smog in there. Then um, uh, buy
2: all the sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I. I I'm. <laughs> it's gonna be require a lot of self control to not to. Um, uh huh. I'll definitely probably wait for the sales before before I buy them though at the very least, um, but for the Battle of Five Armies, that's going to be interesting, right? Because Lego doesn't traditionally put a lot of minifigures in the sets.
2: I know that that's kind of what I'm you know concerned that they'll have for the Hobbit, the Battle of Five Armies, and pretty much every battle in Lord of the Rings is that for most of them it's uh, really minifigure centered even though the setting is kind of minimal. For example, the Battle of Pelennor Fields, you know?
4: Mm-hmm. You have
2: maybe like an Oliphant and some I Dream. but mostly the battle is composed of figures. So Lego's going to have to either make really big settings to go along with them to justify putting that many minifigures in. Maybe they'll do battle packs.
0: I definitely hope they do that. Um, at least for the Lord of the Rings sets,
2: I would love some Gondorian battle packs. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> so, so, but for the battle of five armies, I definitely think that's where they're going to put the, uh, the Misty mountain, um, play set on there. Lonely mountain. Uh, lonely mountain, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but it's just yeah. gonna be interesting to see like how, just how many figures they put in. Cause I mean, you definitely need some dwarves. You, you should put, you it should put happens. Dane, right? I think Dane definitely needs to be in there. Uh huh. And, um, Bjorn in bear form. You need to have him.
2: Well, they already made it. They made they made a beautiful bear already from the uh,
0: city sets earlier. Uh huh.
2: I, I I mean, I saw that and I thought to myself, "Huh, that looks like Bjorn." I mean, not really, but it right. comes so, to so mind. Right I mean, down, it's perfect.
0: What I'm saying is, like, you need to put that in the set, right? Yeah. Um, and then you need so to put some like, like Lake Town yeah, people, a- some elves, and yeah. uh, some orcs as well some goblins. Need a lot right. of
2: goblins and stuff. Right. Mostly, so I mean, I just don't know how I they're mean, gonna. It's mostly goblins versus elves and men and dwarves, you know.
0: Right, and then of course the, the fifth army is the eagles, though. Right. Yeah. So if you're calling, if, if they probably
2: wouldn't put the eagles in, that'd just be a little bit much for one set. It just like, it for... just
0: depends on what they call. Because if they call the Battle of Five Armies, there better be an eagle in there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but like you like you said, I just don't know how uh, with the traditional Lego. Uh, design and their design philosophy, how they're going to make that set with with no. enough minifigures.
2: Yeah, well, like like I've done with my uh, planned sets for the Lord of the Rings. I've, you know, for example, you have the Battle of Minas Tirith, which is a very big setting, but also a lot of figures so you can play off that. Whereas the Pelennor Fields uh, is not really like a big set in my planned book, as it were, because it is mostly figures, and this is not a Lego realistic strategy. Right so they'll probably end up choosing uh settings that ha- that are big to put a lot of minifigures in like they would do uh, battle of five armies centered around the lonely mountain rather than just by itself in the fields or whatever
0: yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll have to see um it'll be interesting to see what they what they works. do for that yeah uh so moving on then cuz i don't think there's really much else in in the hobbit um unless there's another bag end with everything getting auctioned off
2: uh-huh. So that would be a fun little set.
0: So, what do you think they might include? Um, the the Sackville Bagginses in the Bag set, <laughs> just to kind of do the beginning and the end, maybe.
2: Uh, that'd be fun. I mean, I I don't know if the Sackville Bagginses are gonna even like appear in the movie. We don't know this these things at this point. And the sets are unfortunately gonna be based more on the. I mean, not unfortunately, but obviously, gonna be based more on the movie than the book. So. For example, you, we, we can pray all we want for a Tom Bombadil minifigure, but since he wasn't in the movies, it just won't happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've kind of pretty much written him off, unfortunately. Ah, uh, it's too um, bad. <laughs> oh. So, so I think that pretty much wraps things up then for the Hobbit.
2: Yeah. Uh, Three more movies to go. Woo! All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, this will be faster because we have been referencing them uh, all throughout. So, so Fellowship of the Ring, I don't think we'll see a bag end set, and so I think we'll see the party tree.
2: Yeah, I mean. I have a bag end in my version, which I've just pulled up right now. I've got, like, bag end, little set with Gandalf and Frodo in the ring. Like, you know, one ring to rule them all. Keep it secret, keep it safe kind of thing. Uh, then you've got the a, a little tiny set that's the inside of Orthanc. Because making a full Orthanc tower is not really practical. You have the just, like, little uh, Saruman's, I don't know what you want to call it, office or whatever. That that room in Orthanc when he duels Gandalf and it's the Palantir and all that. Right. That would be a little a little kind of set. Just two figures, it's because again, they wouldn't make a big tower when it only has two figures to occupy it. Uh, I think we can definitely expect to see a uh, like a little a Black Rider set, you know, when they're all underneath that like overhang and the Ring Wraith just trumps by and smells them out and things like that.
0: They they might tie that in, I would think, with uh, with the Ferry.
2: Yeah, they might they might make like a kind of a mid sized forest set with the fairy and the Nazgul on horses and all the hobbits running away. They might do that, right? Uh, what about Brie? Brie, uh, th- they might do a prancing pony, but the the the, the amount of con- the amount of conflict in that is I don't feel justified. Right. For, uh, th- the thing about The Fellowship of the Ring is that you have more than any of the other uh, movies is there's a lot, a lot, a lot of settings and a lot of conflicts to cover.
0: Yeah, I know? think I think uh, as opposed to Brie, we're more likely to see Re- Weathertop.
2: Yes, Weathertop is an absolute set that we would see. I mean, that's a iconic, iconic setting and battle,
0: you know. Right. Um, I we, got we've that already one. so we've already talked about Rivendell and uh-huh. what we think we'll Hopefully do that. Do. So that Next brings up. us to Moria.
2: Moria, yeah. I mean, uh like uh they could do that set one of two ways, being either a really big, really complicated thing, kinda like the flagship set of the the movie, as it were, you know? Uh, or they could kind of skimp on it a little bit and make it more of like a suggestion of a cave and, uh, things like that, which, uh, I, I mean, I've already, uh, looked into this and worked on it a little, a, my Moria sets and it's, uh, it's maybe like, you know, $50 price point. It's got a Balrog, it's got a bridge of Khazad-dûm, lots of collapsibility, things like that.
0: Right. I think those are the big things that you definitely need. Yeah. Um, the Balrog and the bridge. But then yeah. you know, there's there's the room they're trapped in when they first start yeah. getting attacked by. I mean,
2: for, for that you can really get away with very little. Like what what I did is I just have a uh, the you know the door that the orcs kind of blast through and like uh, the tomb, and that's about it. That's all right. you really need to make that room signature.
0: Okay. Uh, what about Lorien? And no. Yeah. Uh, That's always the part of the movie where if you're watching it too
2: late, you inevitably fall asleep, you know? Um, And there's no conflict and things. I think the next set... It's
0: such a beautiful part of the movie, though, uh, but I definitely agree that um, without the conflict, we're we're not likely to see it. Yes.
2: Um, I think the next realistic set for them to make would be, like, uh,
0: The Breaking of the Fellowship?
2: Yeah, The Breaking of the Fellowship. You know, uh, you have Amon Hen and kind of, like, Boromir and some uruk and maybe Frodo with a little boat so we can escape.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some
2: ruins, some trees, it's definitely a set they would want to make.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that's uh, an important one to do because you know it has the conflict and has uh, the the whole fellowship there that they can put uh, as many of them as they want to put in, in there. Yeah. Um, so moving on from there, we're, go- we're going to the two towers. Um, so what do you think we'll see from Rohan?
2: Oh, wow. From Rohan. Uh, I think we definitely have an Etorus ed- or, us, or uh, at least uh the Golden Hall set, you know, which could be really as big as they want it to be. You could have either just like anything from a small little interior to a full interior, exterior, golden hall, and some little huts on the side, you know. Rohan they can uh ed- us, they can make really however they need to, but I think we'll definitely see some kind of set of uh of it.
0: All right. What about um a set where where um Aragorn, Gandalf oh, not Gandalf, uh Gimli and Legolas um are Shoot. chasing after the Marian Pippin and come across uh, Gandalf the White or anything uh, along those lines.
2: I don't think that's really necessarily realistic because one, you have a lot of Urukai uh to make in that, two, you have uh, you know, those three heroes, but over the course of that scene, they never fight. They're just chasing one another or chasing the Urukai. Right. Whereas uh you know, later on you can have like when they're on their way to Helm's Deep and you have the Warg attack, you know, that would be a set you could make because there actually is fighting happening. Uh, And then as for uh, Fangorn Forest, I don't know if that would necessarily be a set, but they definitely should do something or will do something with Treebeard.
0: Yeah, I definitely think we we need to see at least Treebeard, if not some of the other Ents. If if we do, I would think it's going to be something like um, with Orthanc that they'd put those in.
2: Yeah. I've, I've built uh i I've kind of got like in, in my version that I'm hopefully going to continue with. I've got a, I've already built my tree beard. He's pretty good looking and by, by himself, you know, it's already kind of a set cause it's like a little big size action figure with little, uh, minifigures to go with it. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see them doing that. Um, mm. so going on, we'll, we'll stick mainly with, uh, with, uh, the one storyline, since the story kind of forks and it's kind of hard to keep track yeah. of. Uh, I, th- I think
2: there that. would be some kind of a uh, set with, uh, you know, Frodo, Sam and Gollum.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
2: in over in the, in the marshes or in the rocks or wherever you have to have a set with those three. Cause they do a lot in the movie right. and there is a, you know, conflict between them. And
0: I could see, your- I could yeah. see them not doing much with that until, um, what?
2: It would be a small set inevitably. Mm-hmm. Like a little campsite or something. Well,
0: That's I could it. see them doing something with um, with Faramir. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: I've got a. I, I think they would make a Osgiliath set, which would probably span across the two movies.
0: Uh, see, I was thinking of or, of Osgiliath. I was thinking of oh, what is what is the the forest they're called in with like the the secret fort the, and the waterfall.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that might that might happen. Um,
0: see, like they they could kind of combine that with like having some orcs in there that they're fighting, and then the the secret fort and then Bilbo, Sam, and, and Gollum, and Faramir. Yeah.
2: Um, I, I think it's more realistic for them to do an Osgiliath set because that's kind of, you know, for both movies, the uh, t- Two Towers and Return of the King, it shows up. There's a lot of fighting there. You get the Felbeast, uh, and it's... Th- th- there's that really uh, iconic moment where Frodo is just standing up on that, you know, arch or whatever, and the Nazgul is just swooping down over him, and Sam tackles him out of the way. Th- they would have to do that.
0: Okay. Like. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, so going back then, then to Helms Rohan, Deep. Helm's Deep. What do you see them doing for that?
2: I feel like that could be a uh, a pretty big set.
0: I, I sure hope so.
2: It, it better be. <laughs> you know, you got the Deeping Wall and the Gatehouse and uh, a lot of Urukai. Hopefully, you get uh Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Faoden, uh some Rohirrim or elves. Right. Um, you know the breaking wall. Uh, the b- with the bombs underneath, you can put the like those ladder uh, crossbows, and there's a lot of playability in this set. That's just really cool to think about.
0: Yeah, I think it has a potential to be one of the the highlights of the theme. Yes, um, it's definitely one of the highlights of the movie. So uh-huh. I, I really hope that um, they do it justice. Yeah, exactly. That's my hope. Um, so I guess. You know, another thing they could do with the whole Bilbo, Sam, or not Bilbo, Frodo, Sam, and Golem is um, Shelob. They could do a playset with them. I think they definitely would do a Shelob playset, but... Or, um, oh, what's the name of the, the tower that's guarding the pass? Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Um, Something with that, you know, with, with that and, and Shelob. Because um, that's you know the part where where they think where Sam thinks Frodo has uh, been killed. So yes, that's a pretty although, pretty big point. I mean, if
2: if you're thinking about this from a uh, a theme wide perspective, they probably wouldn't do Philob because they would have just done another spider set with uh, you know in the Hobbit.
0: I guess it depends on the timing, right? They could it, wait it to do that one until aspects. 2013. You know, yeah, this is true. Uh, as long as they don't do them both in the same year, I think they could hopefully get away with it. Yeah.
2: So it'd probably be more, more likely to do a Sirithungal because it's just more of a different
0: set. Right. All right. Uh, so where does that leave us then?
2: Beginning um, of return, return of the King at this point, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, minus, minus Tirith is it has to happen and be excellent or I will be I will lose my faith in... Well, I mean, it, it, it'd be really hard to do, but... They have to do that scene justice because it's just amazing
0: right so which which parts of that scene do you think uh they put in or not I, not that just that scene but of of minas tirith right?
2: ideally ideally you have you know it depends if, if they make it a really big set which i would love them love them to do you have a multi-layered you know like a uh, city facade as it were you know you've got like the half arch you don't have to do the full circle because that's impossible um, with multiple layers and uh, it's like a trebuchet on the walls and the gate and maybe a little bit of that stone spire extending up, you know, it could be really, really big and really, really grandiose, um, which would be more fitting for the scene. And then you have like the siege tower and the catapults and the uh, fell beasts and everything. But what they could also do would be. Uh, multiple kind of uh medium sized sets which could maybe combine to make a larger minus Tirith. that might be cool.
0: Yeah, I, I almost feel like they have to because of just everything that happens uh yeah. happens there. There's just uh, so much so much action going on. Yeah. It it's a really big setting. hmm Um So what about um Aragorn and his undead army?
2: That would probably be a cool set um I mean
0: so so again, though there's not much conflict that goes on while he walks the paths of the dead,
2: but you have the, like the um they could hits. they could make a,
0: a set with him and the corsairs, right, yeah, that would be, be a, cool. an awesome set like a a boat oh, set boat. right,
2: yeah, there aren't any other boats so. and
0: um you know him and Legolas and Gimli, and then a bunch of skeletons, and then um and know, one some, uh, Harry so dream like, or accent. something, yeah, <laughs>
2: so, so you
0: got.
2: That was where his cameo was. Say that again? Peter Jackson's cameo in the movie. Oh right. You have him in minifigure form. <laughs> That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, so so it'll be interesting to see um see what they do. So I don't know. I've kind of just so much there's happening at that point that it's like where, where else do you what other what are the other things that you need to to do around well, this?
2: I, I definitely think that there would be and should be a small type uh set with the uh Witch-king versus uh Eowyn. Definitely. You, know, you have like a little uh in you have a little uh, Pelennor Fields kind of a little background thing and then the Witch-king and Eowyn and maybe Merry in you know Rohan armor and you have them all.
0: Yeah, I think you, I think you need to have Merry in there and possibly even uh Théoden and Snoomin.
2: Yeah. Although they'd be less likely if they're trying to make it a small set, you know, the four figures and a horse. Right. I mean, there's, there's so many characters in the, the movies that are always together. You know, you have the fellowship, which is seven figures or nine figures, you know, by itself. So uh, then you can't have all of those in one set, even if they are all at that location.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to definitely be a challenge. Um, and And this is definitely one of the reasons I see why Lego hasn't done this until now. Right. Uh huh.
2: <laughs> It, it's difficult. It's really difficult.
0: Yeah. And I'm speaking from
2: personal experience. <laughs> All
0: right. So um, I think from from there, we need to go back to uh, Frodo and Sam and uh, the destruction of the One Ring. Um, yeah. You know, I think we need the, the two of them in golem, obviously. Yeah. And then um, an Just eagle little- or two and Gandalf.
2: Well, maybe you you could just do inside uh, the crack of Mount Doom. You know, you have like the little bridge thing, and the three of them, and just a little fire pit beneath them. That could be a nice small set.
0: Yeah, for for a smaller set, definitely.
2: Because mm-hmm. making building a whole mountain is not
0: really easy.
2: Plus, the eagles really have a very brief appearance in that scene. Just lift airlifting them, you know. I don't feel like they would really include him, unfortunately.
0: Uh, I guess you're right. Yeah, that is is very possible. Um, and, all right. So what else? What else do you think we're gonna see from uh, from the last movie then?
2: I would be really happy if they did try to make a Palinor fields uh, scene. You know, I mean, y- you just have a couple of Rohirrim and maybe Eomir and Legolas, and then uh, uh, you have a Mamakil with uh, the whole. Set up and things like that, it'd probably have to be a really nicely brick built creature, but if they could get away with it, it would be really really cool
0: yeah um i I hope that uh they definitely do some of the creatures and stuff justice um uh-huh. and don't just make like you know a a big blocky kind of thing, yeah, um, they need to look back at like what they did in the Viking sets and some of those creatures yes. and and try to reproduce some of that. Definitely for, for the fell beast and, and going back to the hobbit for like smog and, and the wargs and things like that. Yeah.
2: Well, wargs I again, I've been working at my project and I tried to build some wargs and they are next to impossible to build at the right scale with uh regular Lego parts. They probably do some kind of custom mold there like, you know, the size of a Lego horse or a cow or something.
0: Uh that could that could work too if they get the scale right. For the smaller creatures you can't really build
2: them uh with bricks to make them accurate and stable mm-hmm. for playing. But the bigger creatures you can do that with.
0: All right. So is there anything that we've uh, missed that you think uh, Lego might might want to consider doing?
2: Well, there's uh, inevitably going to be a Lord of the Rings uh, Lego video game, which will be really cool. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. I think uh, it's pretty much a, a foregone conclusion that Traveler's Tales will be uh, cranking one of those out.
2: Yep. Yep. Another set I want to see, uh, you know, would be the uh, the prologue of the first movie.
0: Okay, so uh, with, uh, like uh, the creation uh, of the ring and um, Elendil yeah. and yeah. Sauron.
2: Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, and you have uh, Isildur, maybe. Right. And that, that uh, Gil-Galad. Yeah. Or, or even even just a tiny moment with, like, you know, Sauron and his big mace and... Uh, Isildur and the ring and like uh, maybe like a little bit of battle terrain around them a tiny little set that would just make me so happy because you get a Sauron figure that's all I really want to see
0: right (laughs) there's a lot they could I mean there's just so many scenes in the movies that that they could do
2: that's why I'm hoping this really lasts so they can do a lot of settings a lot of justice right theme lasts and endures they can be like Star Wars and pretty much go back and make almost everything that's appeared in the movies and more
0: yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, obviously there's, um, a huge, you know, with the the whole Tolkien universe, a uh, huge yeah. amount of stuff that could go in. But my understanding, right. Is that this is a partnership with Warner brothers, which means, you know, they're probably limited to what appeared in the movies, unfortunately. But
2: there's still a lot in the movies.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's what, like nine hours just for Lord of the Rings. Plus, I mean, you, probably you think another like a, four dude, to five for the Hobbit movies
2: with, with Lego star Wars. I mean, the, uh, if, if you remember that uh, that Rebel Cruiser set with like the A-Wing Bay and Mon Mothma and Admiral Ackbar and stuff, stuff like that. Very minor scene in the movie, but, you know, they still ended up making it, even though it, it did appear on screen and they did it. So I hope they can do a lot of that with Lord of the Rings. The scenes that are, quote, less important, they can still do and make sets of. So we got a really diverse uh, and full set of characters.
0: I definitely agree. There's definitely a lot to do and I hope the theme sticks around for a while so they can do it justice. Yeah. All right. I think we've been rambling on uh, for a while now. So any Uh closing remarks? People
2: don't say that I'm copying Lego when you see my stuff because I was here first.
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot for coming on.
2: Yeah, no problem. My pleasure.
0: And that just about wraps things up for this year. Thanks again for downloading and listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. You can always leave your feedback on iTunes or in the talkback thread. And if you have any questions, you can send those to powercast at bzpower.com. I will see you all in 2012. But until then, here's McSmeag's latest recording. Take care, everyone. Mm. Uh, finish chewing well,
2: I I have like a half sandwich here and I kind of don't want to let it sit but let me just finish up the one I'm eating right now it'll take like a minute what kind of sandwich mmm okay my patented favorite sandwich you got a normal like roll bread right sliced in half you put in uh, grilled chicken and bacon, but you heat those up by themselves, and then you also put on lettuce and cheddar cheese, and then you want the bacon and the uh, chicken are heated, you put those on, and then the cheese doesn't melt, which for some reason makes it taste a lot better. So it's like, you have to taste it to believe it, okay? Every Um, month, we're doing a new segment, BZ
3: Power Recipes with (laughs) new Perfect. I
2: can just submit
3: some ideas, though. Like a Swiss burger with strawberries.
2: Mm. Sounds like
3: fun. Or you do cheddar bacon burger with strawberries and like a mixture
2: of hot sauce and mango puree. I
0: don't know. The strawberries kind of throw me I th- off. I
2: think, I think uh, macrowave uh, macaroni is uh,
0: – Macrowave. Microwave <laughs> yeah. macaroni? Microwave.
2: No, it's
3: macrowave, macrowave macaroni. macaroni. It's like little itty-bitty noodles. Uh-huh. You put them in the microwave and then you, you put them in the macrowave. Microwave. They're not
0: little waves. They're big giant waves. It's like a tsunami in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah.
2: You got to yeah. stand back 10 feet or you get nuked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I finished up my sandwich half, so now we can discuss. All right.